0: What's up guys? Max here back with another episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. I hope you all are having a fantastic Navy day out there. As you can see, if, you, if you're if you on the podcast, you can't see this. But behind me, that blue light is on. Shout out to Midnight Chow for reminding me. Make sure you guys are subscribed to his podcast. We have an insane show today. I'm so excited to share it with you guys. I want to say what's up to everybody in the chat. Jones, Midnight Chow, Litness, Game Hopes, Nuggets, Killer Boy, Ed, everybody out there, if I missed you, sorry. Uh, I think I got everybody I've seen so far, but if I missed you, sorry. Let's spread the word, share the video. Let's get the chat exploding today with comments because we have a really fun show. We've got some stuff out of the Navy, some stuff out of the Air Force, some stuff out of the Coast Guard, which is a little bit unusual, and uh, some some true crime to talk about too, some more true crime stories, which are always awesome to do on this show. Uh, but before we do, let me hit you guys with some facts about yesterday. I or wait a second, hang on, would it would it have been today? Anyway, I guess early this morning, United States time, Japan and China played for the table tennis gold medal. And it was one of the greatest Olympic competitions I've ever seen in my entire life. If you guys have if you guys saw that, let me know. If you're table tennis fans in the Olympics, let me know. It was, and I am telling you, one of the most suspenseful sporting events I've ever seen in the Olympics. The greatest of all time was watching for me that I actually got to witness myself was watching the women's hockey team win gold in 2018. But this was heart stopping, adrenaline pumping, incredible table tennis. It was epic. Uh, I, well, we get Olympics for free, too, because of uh, if we're veterans, right? I, I shared that video the other day. We get Game Hopes. We get Olympics for free if we're veterans. So I watched on NBC using my AFES login. That's what I actually did myself. And it was totally awesome. Uh, it, absolutely fantastic. Loved every second of it. So shout out to Japan for winning gold. So, you know, the Olympics are in Tokyo this year. I'm in Okinawa. And the Japanese team beat the Chinese team. They were down two matches in a best of seven and they came back and won the next four in, I'm sorry, they came back and won the next three, then China won one, then it went to game seven, and Japan won in game seven to win the gold, and it was absolutely epic. So if you guys are looking for a recommendation on an Olympic match to replay, I recommend that one. I mean, spoiler alert, you know who wins now, but it was incredible. So how are you guys doing today? Nice to talk to you. Hope you're all doing great. Monday out there in the United States, Tuesday out here in Okinawa, Japan. the weather is not great today. I can't believe it. We just got done with a typhoon, and it's kind of raining. But we could be doing a lot worse. We could be doing a lot worse because we could be the United States Navy with news like this. The Navy has a floating barracks that is somehow worse than living on an actual ship. We'll see about that. I've lived on an actual ship. I know all about that. How could this floating barracks be worse than that? Now, I do see this prison, floating prison looking situation on the screen right here. If any any Navy vets out there, has anybody ever heard of the floating barracks? This is literally a ship that exists just to take people off of one ship and put them on this ship so that they can live on this one while their ship is undergoing maintenance. I mean, it doesn't get worse than this, you guys. It really does not. This is as abysmal of a life as a young sailor can have. And uh, what you're looking at here is the Navy's newest birthing barge, the APL Auxiliary Personnel Lighter 67 that's sailed away from uh, VT Halter Marine shipyard in San Diego on its way to Yakusuka, Japan, so that Nicky MGTV can go live on it. I mean, this is about as bad as it gets. Gamer with guns, got new goggles. Yeah, boy. What's up, Gamer with guns? Nice to have you in the chat. So they, you know, this is a task and purpose article. So they have a little fun when they write, uh, they describe life on a Navy ship as a crowded, loud, smelly, and general, generally miserable experience, but it's true. And if the military can teach us anything, it's, there's always room for things to get worse. Enter the APL, the Navy solution for temporarily housing sailors when their warships were uninhabitable because of repairs, giant fires or anything else. Now, prior to this, if sailors had to go off their ship because for some reason they couldn't live on a ship, they would go into hotels or barracks. They might get some, you know, crappy barracks, but they would at least be somewhere on land uh, with probably a little bit, you know, more quiet, a little bit more privacy, maybe some better air conditioning, maybe some better showers, heads, if you will. But in this case, they're putting sailors from one ship onto another. But some people say it's nice. You know, they're they're claiming that this ship has more space, better facilities, better food, all of that. But some other people are saying it's not so great. Like this tweet right here that says this is from hindsight and the plague are 2020, which I, you know, that's just the name of this person's uh, Twitter handle. They say, imagine checking into a hotel room in your hometown. Maybe your house is being fumigated. The hotel cleaning staff haven't checked into work for 30 years Every former guest has left something disgusting behind. Now add dock workers and a barely functioning PA system. Then there's a sailor with a needle gun here and it says, trying to sleep, I shall play you the song of my people, <laughs> which that made me laugh. The song of my people. It is uh, living on a ship, especially one that's undergoing maintenance, and I'm going to tell you this from personal experience, is a garbage experience. You uh, you just have people walking through your bedroom with power tools and giant long plastic tubes that are for ventilation. And this goes on all day, every day. Task and Purpose has an Instagram poll going on right here. It says, sailors, what is better, actual ship or birthing barge? And the ship has 64%. Some sailors say, it's literally the shittiest thing the Navy ever did to me. It's literally the worst experience of my life. It was so bad that on duty days I would sleep on the ship, which had no AC, and I live in Florida. Ours was infested with roaches and bed bugs, and many others I know wouldn't even shower on it. Another people said, another person said, prepare to live with cockroaches and mice. Here's some advice: get an apartment. Oh my gosh! John Franco in the chat says, I always forget about our guys and gals in the Navy. Six months plus on a ship must get annoying after a while. It does. Um, I lived on a ship for a little little under two years, I guess. And uh, those sailors who had to do deployments during COVID spent seven, eight months straight on a ship without getting off of it one time out to sea. And that is unthinkable. So this is a temporarily housing situation for sailors, but then they end up getting back into their ship, like living in a trailer with armor. Yeah, except, uh, you know, you got to remember that the food sucks. The air conditioning sucks. The smell sucks. The bathrooms don't work. And everybody's always bothering you while you're trying to sleep. Your bed is about 11 inches tall and your only privacy is curtains. And your only storage is the shelving underneath your bed and maybe a little locker off to the side. So that's what makes living on a ship kind of uh, tough. Now I went to Reddit because they had referenced Reddit here as a source of people's comments on living on this barge. And one of the comments here, I'm going to read to you guys because it stood out to me as maybe one of the dumbest comments I've ever seen. Reddit is pretty dumb. Okay. Let's start with Reddit is pretty dumb, but this comment is one of the dumbest that I've ever seen. Here we go. From an account called Toxic9813, replying to a thread of who else hates living on the barge posted three years ago. So this must be somebody who's living on the barge, and they posted this, and people got on there to have a conversation. toxic 9813 lists the cons and the pros of living on the barge. I'll go ahead and uh, read his little intro here. Okay, unpopular opinion incoming. I lived on board the ship, Destroyer, and I had to live in the barge for a few months while I waited for Norfolk PPV to open up. Here's where it gets interesting, you guys. Here, Toxic9813, if you're still among the living, which I find doubtful at best, uh, please explain to me how you came up with this. Cons, smelly, rusty. There was asbestos falling out of the insulation. It was dirty and gross on the floors and bulkheads. Bulkheads are terms for walls. Head smelled like a sewer, common for ships it was always very very humid not good living conditions for mold and you know things growing pros I had five bars of LTE, 20 megs per second, plenty of wall outlets to run my laptop, charge my tablet, and power my phone's unlimited hotspot. The mattresses were brand new and didn't smell. Picked a rack out of the way that nobody used for hot racking, which is where you trade racks with somebody depending on what shift you're on. Because Liveaboards had a special sticker to deter shipmates. The climate control was effing excellent, instant, and powerful response from the AC and the heater. The cons were asbestos, sewage, rust, and mold. And you're willing to trade all of that for five bars of LTE? Is is that not a sign of end times? Is that not a sign of how soft sailors are right now? That they would rather live with asbestos falling out of the ceiling into their noses as they snore and keep everybody else awake They would rather walk around cutting their arms on rust as they go through narrow passageways. They would rather be cool with the smell and the sewage and the dirty floors and bulkheads, but five bars, five bars. That is the ultimate you know, millennial, whatever, I hate saying that, but that is the dumbest thing that I've ever heard. Toxic 9813, I cannot give you a Bravo Zulu or a super legit. I'm gonna have to give you a negative counseling shit. I'm going to have to fill you out a negative counseling shit and give you some homework like out of the Blue Jackets manual to go clean your space and understand the dangers of asbestos. How are you going to be like that? How are you going to be in there breathing in asbestos and going, hey, it's all good. All good. Asbestos is cool. No problem there. I can, I can do asbestos, but uh, as long as I have cell phone service, I'm cool with dying of lung related diseases as long as I have cell phone signal. Damn it. Navy. Damn it. I hate putting the Navy in a bad light like that. I want to say what's up to Joe Sailor Graphics, who just subscribed, an old buddy of mine, actually. If you're watching this, uh, hey, shout out to you. And thank you for all the hard work you've done for me in the past with stickers and stuff. And if you're interested, I could probably use you for some new designs, actually, if you're out there watching this video. So if you're still in business, I assume you are. Let's see. Midnight Chow says mesothelioma. Yes. You know, I thought we were done with that. I thought we were done with me having to see commercials on the TV in the middle of the night saying, if you or someone you know has mesothelioma, you may be entitled to compensation. I once saw one of those online TV commercials, by the way. It said, "It said if you or someone you know has died after having Da Vinci robot surgery, if you or someone you know has died, if you have died, you might be entitled to compensation. And I just always picture like a zombie sitting on a couch just, I died, compensate me with brains, like that. Justin says, wait, we weren't supposed to breathe the asbestos, then why was I forced to sign all those waivers? Yes, well, I signed waivers in Afghanistan for working around nuclear waste. Sounds like a worse version of driving by MetLife Stadium and Newark Airport. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Uh, at least you said a worse version. Uh, shout out to Justin. Justin's trying to actively kill me right now, by the way, you guys. Give Justin a shout out in chat because he's actively trying to kill me, and I feel deeply threatened by his him and his actions in the last uh, few hours. But I'm doing some research right now, Justin, to see about that thing that we were talking about. Um, Let's see. You I know you guys are on a Discord Discord VC. Hey, if you can invite some people to join the chat. We got a slow we actually have a slow chat right now cuz I know you guys are popping off in the Discord, which is great. And if you guys are not on a Discord and you want to be, the link to that is in the description of this video. You guys can go check out the Discord. I've got a uh, man, so many cool stories today. But for every cool story that we have, we have one like this. One really sick and twisted story that I wish I did not have to cover, but it is breaking news, and I just saw this guy's face come across my news feed this morning, and I knew we had to put him on blast. We've got ex-Air Force OSI agent, current Army Guard recruiter, indicted on child sex abuse charges. Wow. You know, you think you're going to cover the last one of these. You would think everybody, you know, you would think we wouldn't have stories like this every week but we do. Everybody that's cool is in the discord sharing to Phoenix social American made. Nice gamer. Awesome. Former Corman here. Just start following your channel. I like it, brother. Jay Arden. What's up? Welcome to the channel. Thank you very much for being here. It's a pleasure to have a former Corman here. I love my Corman community. I love my Corman buddies. Shout out to Adam at Good Times Barbershop in San Diego, California, and welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here, Jay Arden. Check out all the links in the description of the channel uh, on the description of this video for all the ways to get involved with the channel. A former special agent with the Air Force Office of Special Investigation. Isn't it always something like this? Isn't it always something like this? A former special agent with the Air Force Office of Special Investigation. So sick. Who was recently serving as an Army National Guard recruiter. Has been indicted by a federal grand jury on multiple counts of child sex abuse. While he was at Joint Base Lewis McCord from 2017 to 2018. Lewis McCord not looking good this week. After that story we had yesterday about the Ranger beating to death the security guard and now this. But look at this guy's sick face. I mean, he's not guilty yet, but he has been indicted. There's enough reason to bring him to, to justice here. Joshua Carl Harad. You know, look at just look at his face. Just burn that into your eyes. 42 years old, Spanaway Washington has had his initial court appearance in Tacoma on Thursday. He pled not guilty in the arraignment. He remains in custody as of this hearing as both sides argue as to whether he should be released pending trial. The charges were that he engaged or attempted to engage in sexual acts with a female minor under the age of 12, under the age of 12, various times. Between October 2017 and April 2018, exactly six months, exactly the period of a deployment. So somebody was deployed in hell while, they had, while this person had access to them uh, up there in Washington. The documents note that the child was in Herod's care at the time of the alleged abuse. So disgusting. He faces five counts of aggravated sexual batteries. Next hearing is July 27th, which is tomorrow for you guys. And the trial is expected to begin August 24th and last for three days. So we'll follow up on this. When this trial comes up, absolutely gross. Game Hope says, "Hey Max, just want to say thank you for everything and to the community. I'll be gone for a while. I'll see you someday soon. Bye for now." All right, Game Hope, feel free to reach out to me anytime. We'll see. We'll talk to you soon. I just think I should go and decide what happens next. Thanks again. See you soon. All right, Game Hope, hey, feel free to reach out to me anytime if you need to talk or anything like that. Uh, I hate salting on salting salting on military. Is that a word I'm not familiar with? Because I'm 36 years old now. I just turned 36 two weeks ago, and now I can't even talk to you guys, because I don't know what salting is, but John Franco face palms makes a lot of sense, that's actually uh, the appropriate response, I, I, I was going to face palm too, by the way you guys, just a, just a heads up, just an update on something, I've been slacking when it comes to gaming on this channel, which I know a lot of people are here because of that, what do you guys think about this, after the show ends today, Battlefield 4. Let's play through it. Let's play through Battlefield 4. Let's see how it goes. I'm going to hop in there, tear that ass up, go through Battlefield 4 as the insane veteran would love to do, and uh, and make my way through that game. You guys can tune in for that, and we'll do the whole campaign. I'll do that for you guys. That's what I was thinking. If there's any objections, let me know, but otherwise, that's what we're going to do starting today. Now, we talked earlier in the show about the Olympics. The Olympics. Ah, the Olympics. So fun. Come around once every four or five years, I guess, we got to say now. And they are the world's best coming together to compete in their spe- very, very specialty events. I was obsessed with the table tennis competition, watched the gold medal event last night. And today we've got Army Shooter is the first U.S. service member to win gold medal at Tokyo Olympics. So shout out to First Lieutenant Amber English because... We covered her when we listed all the Olympians last week, and now here she is bringing home the gold for the Army Marksmanship Unit. An Army lieutenant became the first U.S. service member to clinch a gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics with a first-place finish in women's shotgun skeet. Ah, skeet, 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 skeet. Remember that from last week? First Lieutenant Amber English, a logistics officer and member of the Army's Marksmanship Unit, bested Diana Bacosi of Italy, the 2016 gold medalist. So she took the gold medal from the prior gold medalist. Amber English wins with an Olympic record of 56 in a women's skeet final after a nail-biting ending, said a tweet on the ga- on the game's official Twitter account. She's 31 years old, native of Colorado Springs. She hit 56 of 60 targets at the event, just three off of the world record held by Wei Ming of China, who ended up in third place. So, first, so the pr- previous gold medalist came in second. Wei Ming, who's the world record holder, came in third and English came in first, Amber English. All I could control was my own shooting and my own emotions. she said. Skeet shooting always comes down to the wire before added, and then she added that she had trained hard and was fortunate to be able to put it together at the right time. Harry Lime Pie, what's up? Harry Lime Pie upgraded to the final level icon over there, the the long-term channel member. Kayo Chavez, what's up? Welcome to the chat. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin tweeted congratulating her. Your country is extremely proud of you today, and I'm so glad you're representing us. Sergeant Philip Youngman, also of the Army Marksmanship Unit, placed 15th uh, in men's shotgun skeet. Uh, not, not good. Member, but shout out for going there. Members of the Army's World-Class Athlete Program and Marksmanship Unit were in competition Saturday at the Asaka Shooting Range in Saitama Prefecture near Tokyo during Olympic competition this week. Camp Asaka is headquarters of the Japan Ground Self-Defense Force Eastern Army and setting for the annual Yamasakura exercise with troops. So you can actually go be stationed up there in Camp Asaka, Japan. On Saturday, it was a hive of activity with pistol shooters firing indoors and skate shooters outside blasting clay discs out of the sky. So you can see a photo there of one of the Team USA marksmen and uh, Staff Sergeant Sandra, up to graft, 50, 50, spent the morning practicing for the 10 meter pistol competition. Born in Singapore, raised in London, Los Angeles. She's a medical logistics specialist whose military career stretches back to 1989 and includes a stint in the Navy. Has seen rounds traveling in both directions. During a deployment to Kandahar Air Base, Afghanistan, she provided tech support to a Navy CB construction unit that from 2000 to 2011 experienced regular enemy rocket attacks. So she's a downrange deployer. So we've got a bunch of Americans out there representing, but Amber English takes home the gold, so shout out to her. Want to say what's up to Harry Lime Pie in the chat, long-term member. Thank you for being here. I just read about Amber winning the gold for the USA. As much as I don't care about the Olympics, was glad to see someone representing a country well out there. Yes, I know these folks are skilled, but how does military willingly let these people go for weeks on end? Are they getting a sweet TDY deal? Yes, they are. Actually, John, you must know, you must remember from your time in the service about the... Military athlete programs like the baseball teams, the basketball teams, the esports teams that we've covered on this show many times. People get to go Tdy Tad to go participate in sports on a regular basis. The crew team, the wrestling team, all Navy. Uh, we've got the um, the world class athlete program out of the Army that uh, has recently come on my radar, but has been around for a long time. Ika, what's up? How are you doing? Ika got to get on the Discord to get roasted in the Discord, I'm sure. Midnight Chow is running the Discord. Make sure you guys are subscribed over on his YouTube channel for all great stuff from his career in the army and uh, the Battle of Camdesh, or you know it probably as The Outpost. So make sure you guys get over there and check that out. So OG, join the Discord, y'all. $2 super chat. Wow, thank you. Brought me back to reality here for a second as I was about to go absolutely ham on an old story for you guys. But thank you, Litness, for uh, giving me the $2 super chat shout-out. I appreciate that so much. You are awesome. Uh, we got the super chat popping up on the screen right now. You are a rock star. I appreciate it so much. Now, um, let me let me do a little story time for you guys. How do you guys like the sound of a little story time? The year is—it's uh, embarrassing. The year is 2009. I'm deployed to Afghanistan on a one-year deployment, two months of training, ten months of deployment, and uh, I'm driving my car back home in the United States. Was that 2004 Chrysler Sebring, or as I like to call it, the Mean Bring? We're not talking about the convertible. We're talking about the coupe. We're talking about the sedan, the Chrysler Sebring. And I'm rolling around that thing straight, loving life. I mean, I'm ruling the streets in my Chrysler Sebring, but knowing that I'm gonna be gone for ten months, I need someone out there to watch my car for me. Very typical, very t- classic military story. Hey, bro, will you just take care of my car for a few months while I'm gone? I mean, I'm gonna come back for a few days post training. Then I got R and R in the middle of deployment, like you know, you can use it if you want to just try not to, you know, crash it or, you know, get it stolen or anything like that. Just if you don't mind, could you just kind of keep an eye on my car? Okay. Easy enough. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. So I let my buddy watch my car. You guys have been there. John says, I'm still active duty. I finish up my basic leaders course on Friday and pin on those army corporal stripes on. Oh, nice, John. Okay. Awesome. So yes, you know about the, for example, the world-class athlete program where people go TAD to do just sports. Um, so, my buddy's watching my car. I'm depl- I'm in Afghanistan. And I get a I get a Facebook message. Okay, this is how we're communicating back then. Facebook Messenger. I mean, I've got a cell phone over there, my Afghani cell phone, but I can only text other people in Afghanistan. So, and probably let every you know Taliban guy know where I'm at. So, oh Harry Lime Pie, $1.99 super chat with a your number one fan out there. Harry Lime Pie is one of the number one supporters of this channel, so thank you very much. I appreciate that 199 super chat. That means a lot. Nuggets coming out with the Dono support. Thank you. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Um, you're a rock star, Harry. I, I hope you're having a great week so far. Um, so, so I get a Facebook message that says, Max, your car got towed. And I'm like, here we go so typical. I mean I, I owned the car, it was paid off. It was uh, my plan was to get another car after deployment, but I didn't want my car towed. Why is my car towed? Well, I'll, I'll give you a short version of the story. My buddy who was watching my car loaned my car to his buddy who needed a car for the weekend, who parked it illegally and got it towed. Now this has become quite a complicated situation for me. I'm on a different time zone. I believe I was like 11 and a half hours ahead or something like that and I have to uh, coordinate how to get my car out of the out of the uh the the tow company lot and I'm not there to claim it and they need the owner. Justin said did you have to use Facebook Lite or whatever it was since they were trying to block Facebook. No, we had full Facebook out there um, in Afghanistan. We had full Facebook at the MWR cafes the uh, MWR, like we didn't have internet in our room or whatever, but we had the MWR internet cafe and we could go there and check out Facebook. It was pretty much fine, but you'd only get 20 minutes on a computer at a time. And there was a long wait usually. So I am going back and forth with my buddies. They're going back and forth with the tow company. And every day that my car is in the tow company lot, the fees are going up, but we contacted them the day after the car got towed to say, Hey, I'm the owner of the car. I'm deployed in Afghanistan. I've released them to, you know, I've released the the rights to pick up my car to them or whatever. And then the tow company goes, well, we need something in writing signed by you. So, okay. Okay, here we go. One thing after the other. Now, 2009, it wasn't so easy to get a document to me, printed out, signed, and faxed back to them in Afghanistan. So I make it happen. It takes another day. I go through our, our talk, basically, our headquarters, our HQ, or admin, get them, sign this thing, get it sent back to them. They bring it to the tow company with me on the phone. And the tow company says, we can't accept this. It doesn't look legit. And I'm like, it's, it's super legit. Okay? It's my signature. I'm telling you on the phone that I'm the owner of the car. It's super legit. And they go, no, we can't accept it. Well, this is not good. I am several weeks away from my R&R, my rest and relaxation time. Because when you're on a long enough deployment, you get rest and relaxation time. So I fly home to San Diego. I fly home. I get back to San Diego. And as much as I want to have fun, and believe me, that first night I did. I had fun. But now we have to get my car out of the damn tow truck lot. Cause it's, it's up to like thousands of dollars in impound fees at this point. So we go there, we go there on my second day home from Afghanistan on my R and R, my 12 days that I get and we get there. And of course these people are shady AF. We're talking face tattoos, gang tattoos, bouncers. We're talking like this is an unsafe place like most tow places are. We get in there, I go up to the window, we start talking and we're like, okay, we need the car back. I'm the owner of the car. Here I am in person and we're not paying more than one day's worth of fees or whatever for you guys. By the way, the person who got my, car, t- my car towed in the first place is paying all these fees, not me. So they go, oh no, we can't, we can't release it to you. Uh, cause we don't believe that you, you know, that that was your signature. And I was like, explain that to me. Are you saying I'm not me? Here's my driver's license, my military ID. I'm standing right here in front of your face. Are you, are you arguing that I'm not me? No, they're not arguing that I'm not me. Well, I'm telling you that that is my signature. Look at it. It matches my signature. How do you, what, 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 on what grounds are you telling me that that's not me? We did what you asked. Explain how you can possibly argue that that's not me. And, well, we, you know, we don't know. Okay, here's the deal. We need that car back, and we're only paying the one-day fee. And so after going back and forth, long story short, after going back and forth for a really long time, Tiffany, what's up? Midnight. uh, That would not fly in San Diego. That would definitely not fly in that place. Uh, That would have been... I'm not willing to die over my Chrysler Sebring, my 2004 Chrysler Sebring. So, So then we get the car back. Finally, we get the car back. I think it was like 500 bucks that this guy had to pay. And I then parked my car somewhere else for the remainder of my deployment. All of that, that entire story that I just told you guys, I told you because right here, I saw this and I felt so good. I just felt so good reading this. Dallas Towing Company to pay 50,000 bucks for illegally selling cars belonging to service members. Yes, now that's a righteous cause right there. This made me so stoked to read this. I was so happy. These tow truck companies are such dirtbags. It should honestly be, you should be allowed to commit violence against people who try to tow your car. Straight up, that's what I think. And now we have someone doing the right thing, making a tow company pay for their illegal towing practices, trying to extort money from veterans. A Dallas towing company, who federal prosecutors say, illegally sold vehicles belonging to five service members has agreed to pay $50,000 as part of a settlement, the Justice Department said. Nearly half of the compensation from the United Tows will go to Fassel McKetty, an airman whose car, what a crazy name. Fasile McKetty, an airman whose car was towed and later sold in 2017 while he was attending Air Force basic training at Joint Base San Antonio-Lackland, Texas, a Justice Department statement said Friday. United Tows violated a victim's rights while he was selflessly serving his country, the attorney Prerak Shah for the Northern District of Texas said in a statement. Prosecutors filed a lawsuit. Against United Toes in September, on McKetty's behalf, the Justice Department subsequently found that the company had illegally sold at least four other vehicles owned by active duty personnel between 2014 and 2019. They know exactly what they're doing. A federal law protects military personnel from having their property sold without a court order while they're on active duty for 90 days after leaving the service. McKetty had permission from the owner of a martial arts school in Dallas. How cool is that? My karate sensei allowed me to park here. McKetty had permission from the owner of a martial arts school in Dallas to park his 1998 Toyota Corolla. (laughs) Of course, course it's a 1998 Toyota Corolla. At the school, after he ended his apartment lease and reported for basic training August 29, 2017, McKetty kept a laptop, computer case, and personal documents in the car. A friend noticed his car gone in October. The airman called a woman who identified herself as the owner of United Toes. According to court documents, she told him she did not believe he was a... Wow, how familiar... How familiar does this sound? She told him she did not believe he was a service member and that the car would be sold if he did not claim the vehicle and pay all towing. These dirtbags, I'm telling you guys, these scumbag dirtbag POSs who run these tow companies have no right to walk the face of the earth, in my opinion. These are some of the worst people on the face of the planet. Tow company people are scumbags. Now, not all of them. Some of them are out there saving people's lives, going out there in thunderstorms to change tires and replace batteries. And some work for AAA and some are legit. Some are super legit. Okay. Some are for sure. Those exist. And if you're watching this and you're one of those people, thank you for your service. It's out there helping people. But if you're these other people and you know, if you are screw you, you're a dirt bag. I wish you nothing but the worst failure throughout your entire life. McKetty tried to immediately report for technical training at shepherd air force base near wichita falls and could not pick up his vehicle you authorized a friend to collect his belongings how familiar a story the laptop in case were missing the gym bag appeared to have been cut with a blade court documents stated the airman's car was auctioned in november 2017 without a court order At his new base, McKetty had to walk, pay for ride-sharing or taxi services, or rely on rides from friends to get to work or run errands. He had later purchased a used car for about $13,000. The company agreed to compensate McKetty $20,000. Twenty grand to be shared by the four additional service members and pay $10,000 civil penalty. United Tows must also adopt new policies and training requirements. The Justice Department said the settlement is pending court approval. Last year, a, ca- a case in Florida, a towing company was ordered to pay up to $99,000 for auctioning the vehicles of at least 33 service members without a court order. That's hardly justice. Hardly. Service members and their dependents who believe their rights have been violated can contact the nearest Armed Forces Legal Assistance Office. Office locations can be found at that link. Yeah, don't stand for it. If you or someone you know has had their car illegally towed while serving in the military, I would love to hear about it on the Scuttlebutt Show. Reach out to me at thescuttlebuttshow@gmail.com or find me on social media at the Scuttlebutt Show. I'd love to hear your story. Midnight House says, "Like I said, draw your smoke wagon, I, dude. It, I would if it wasn't. Sometimes I swear if it wasn't for the fact that you know you and, and would be the one ended up paying the price. I feel like that's exactly how it should go." LMAO. Cringe. I don't know these guys. Join VC. Yes. What's up to Tiffany. What's up to Eviana? Welcome. Karma hits back. You say, I agree. Silence. Chinese spot. I don't know who that is. Uh, Nuggets or the URL for discord is in the chat. OG is typing straight in Chinese right now. I think maybe Chinese, maybe Japanese. I don't know. Um, And do you know what you're saying? Are you doing Google, some Google translate stuff? I do not know what that is. Uh, I hope that it is nothing too bad. I will, I will translate it later and, uh, and I'll see, I will know, I will find out. So we've got a couple, like, let me fill you guys in on something really quick. Let me give you guys the backstory on this. A couple weeks ago, Nicky MGTV did a great story on this. Nicky MGTV did an awesome, awesome, awesome story. Let me actually look it up really quick so that you guys can see, uh, what I'm talking about because I I, want to give Nicky a shout out. He's got a small YouTube channel. He's doing his best out there. We want to help him out. We want to give him a shout out. So he shared a video. Okay, here we go. We got Nikki on the screen over here on my end. Share it with you guys. Boom. Okay, there's the video. So, you guys, uh, Max, you might as well ignore the chat now. <laughs> like the video for every like. Max will do a push up while reading the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> by the way, guys, fitness challenges, stand by. You guys, oh, you guys are out there training for the military and all this stuff. The Burpee Mile is coming back. The Burpee Mile is coming back this year. Second annual. So if you consider yourself fit, if you consider yourself an athlete, if you're about to go to boot camp, I challenge you to create a team or go solo and run the Burpee Mile with me and everybody else this fall. So stay tuned. More information on that coming soon. So... I just shared the link to the video. Basically, I'm gonna do the the bluff. The buff the bluff, the bottom line up front is a female stormed the an Air Force base, drives past the gate, gets pulled over, gets her window bashed out, and she claimed that she was being harassed, but she had no I she had an expired ID card. She was an estranged prior dependent who was trying to get on base to contact her ex-husband, and the Air Force. Military stopped her. Uh, The the Air Force military police stopped her, bashed her window out, detained her, all this stuff. On the heels of that story, we've got an interesting one here. Let's see. Kadan says, Google Translate says, is the tiger model vinegar years old? Nice. Burpee mile. We did it last year. It was the worst experience of my entire life. And we're bringing it back because I don't know why I'm like that. All right. So here we go. Air Force suspends using body cameras for its security personnel. Interesting that this would come on the heels of that story of the woman storming the Air Force base a couple weeks ago. I mean, I don't know. There's no real standard for military policing. I mean, I feel like everywhere you go, every base, every branch has different policies. So there's no across the board standard for military policing. But while police units across the US are seeing an increased call for body camera use to better monitor what officers are doing, the Air Force's law enforcement troops will stop using the security tool in part due to lack of funding for their application. This is not a long story. I'll tell you, I'll give you guys just the wave stops here. Basically, the Air Force is saying that the Air Force does not provide funding to standardize the use of body cameras across the, the what are they call the defenders? The defenders fleet. And so they're going to stop using it completely. A memo went out to all Air Force bases regarding the change and it was posted on the popular Facebook page, Airman NCO SNCO and was confirmed as authentic by Military.com. Additionally, there is no official program or guidance that dictates how the footage is acquired or the cameras should be stored. We service gated military community with an extremely low rate of law enforcement incidents that does not currently present a need for a non-DOD required or resource camera system. This makes sense to me, and I'll tell you the reason why, because... Most, and this is anecdotal, but most incidents that military police deal with happen around gates, around entry and exit points, ECPs, and they all have tons of cameras. So, and there's so few incidences to begin with. I mean, the main thing that happens over here is DUIs. What's up, Chaotix? We're getting on Battlefield after this, just a heads up, Battlefield 4. We'll be doing another live stream. So the service estimates 13 units actively employed body cameras, nine had purchased the equipment but had yet to activate them for field use per the memo. So what do you guys think? I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments. Should the Air Force get rid of body cameras or is this a move too soon? A little premature of them to do because uh, maybe maybe they'll regret it. Maybe they'll have an incident next week and they will end up needing the footage because it'll be, you know, your word against mine. If I was any military police or police right now, I would have body cameras. I would for sure, because I would not want to end up in a your word against mine situation. I just saw something about a video going viral of somebody claiming that the police planted drugs in her car, and it was totally fake news, so to speak. I mean, I hate to say fake news like that, but it it's literally was. Like, you can watch the whole video and see, it was completely out of context. So if I was the police, if I was a police officer or a defender or a master at arms or whatever, I would definitely want the my own body camera on because I wouldn't want my word to go up against the word of some random person who was crazy. Why would you get rid of body cameras? Always record the police just saying I would I, and I support people recording the police too. And following the law for them basically the most part. I think it's important for all types of police to have body cameras. I agree. I agree. I think the police should have body cameras. I think the police should have body cameras. I think it's good that citizens have cameras too. I think both are great. They should definitely work in tandem so that everyone leaves every uh, police encounter safely, hopefully. Wouldn't do it on free time. Uh, What does that mean? So I've gotten one more story here today for you guys. This story is so fun. I am so stoked to share this with you because it's literally like a movie. This next story, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that there's not already a Hollywood crew writing the movie for this. I'm expecting it on streaming services next year. I mean, there's just no way that this is not going to become a movie. Zero chance. Zero chance that Coasties prevents Revenant sequel, Rescue Man, stalked by for days by a grizzly bear is not going to become a movie. This is the next Hollywood blockbuster. This is the next Leonardo DiCaprio versus a bear. First of all, look at this bear giving you the finger. Look at this bear straight flipping off the camera like Eminem. Why does this bear look like Eminem to me? Why does this bear look like Marshall Mathers flipping off, flipping the bird to whoever's taking this picture? So we've got... We've got... The U.S. Coast Guard quietly conducted the nation's business, I love that, quietly conducted the nation's business, outside the spotlight occupied by its sister services for years. But every now and then, we are reminded of how underrated and great the coasties are. This is from Navy Times. Who can forget that badass jumping onto the narco sub a few years ago and punching, yeah, you remember that, the the guy punching the the narco sub uh, uh, porthole on top? How epic was that? I heard he got in trouble, though. But here's a video of that, but we're not watching that. This is a tale of coincidental heroism, but heroism nonetheless. The Times reported that an unidentified man had the misfortune last week of spending several nights near Nome, Alaska, fending off repeated attacks by a dreaded grizzly bear, a remorseless ursine killer who apparently had his sights set on the poor guy. Listen to that. Fending off repeated attacks by a grizzly bear. At night, at night, a grizzly bear would, imagine this, you're out there stuck alone, lost in the, in the woods, in nature, and every night, you start to hear the bear. You start to hear the bear make his noises. The man in his 50s or 60s, according to the times, had been staying at a shack at a mining camp for the past week, an inhospitable area with no cell phone service. He had a pistol, but was down to only a few rounds left and had gone days without sleep leading up to last Friday. You're tired. You're sore. You're cold. You're alone. And every night, bear attacks. E. Enter Coast Guard Commander Jared Carbajal, co-pilot Lieutenant AJ Hammack, and their crew, airborne in the steely salvation of their MH-60 Jayhawk helicopter, a beast in its own right. The pilots told the Times they were en route to a mission when the weather caused them to tweak their flight path. That's when they saw a shack with Help Me, and SOS, scrawled on top. And then a a man frantically waving his arms for help. Had the crew not needed to alter flight patterns due to cloud cover, the man might still be in the shack. So only because they were on an alternate flight path. If we would have been in the next River Valley over, we would have totally missed him. At some point, a bear had dragged him down to the river. He said the bear kept coming back every night and that he hadn't slept in days. I mean, I'm kind of getting the hair on my arm standing up. This guy is fighting a bear night after night. He was kind of struggling, echoed Hammock. When we came around, he was on his hands and knees waving a white flag. Jeez, this poor guy. The man had bruises to his torso and a leg injury, but none of the injuries were life-threatening according to the Times. He was later able to disembark the chopper under his own power. Serendipity appears to have saved the man, yet it remains unclear what he was doing there in the first place. Would he have been able to put the beast down with those last two pistol rounds if it had returned for another dust-up? How epic. (laughs) Thankfully, we'll never know, thanks to the Coast Guard. Holy crap. Holy crap. What an insane story is that? That is one of the craziest stories that I feel like we've covered in a while. A guy out there, I mean, I'm just picturing it. Dusk. Dusk comes. Two nights in a row you've been fighting a bear. You're paranoid. You're borderline delusional because you haven't slept in days. Starving and thirsty, wounded, and the bear's coming back. The bear's coming back. Ooh, you hear that? The bear's coming back, coming to get you. The bear is ruthless. The bear can't get enough. Best story ever Bears on a Red Dead, Don play. Don't play. Smokey the bear. That bear was hungry. That bear was hungry. Bears will be bears. Damn, that bear is still out there, Kodan says. That bear is still, that bear is a legend now. That bear patrols his post and takes on all who who trespass. How epic is that? Are there three people in the chat who haven't liked this video yet? Are there three people out there who have not clicked the like button on this video yet to get 20 likes before we sign out for today? It's going to end up being a short show. We're going to end up having a short show today, 10.48 my time and that was the final story of today. So we will be wrapping up a little early today, but we will be coming back for Battlefield 4. We're gonna launch the campaign. We're gonna play the Battlefield 4 campaign all the way through. Not today, but over the course of several days, getting ready for Battlefield 2042. And if I can get on some Battlefield 4 multiplayer, we'll try to do that too. I gotta get my Battlefield skills up. I haven't really played Battlefield enough to uh, be ready for that new game coming out. So, with all that, bit 21 likes, 21 likes, we did it. We did it, you guys. We hit over 20 likes on today's episode. That's incredible. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode, as we always are. Wednesday, my time. Tuesday, your time. It didn't kill the man the bear was trying to send a message. Whoa. The bear was trying to send a message. That's what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. Max is gamer. Uh, It didn't kill the man the bear was trying to send a message. That's epic. I already pressed the thumbs up. Tiffany, thank you very much for smashing that like button. I encourage you guys all to check out the membership for this channel too. Iron Lotus, what's up? Oh, so late, so late in the show. (laughs) I appreciate you guys being here. Check out the membership options. If you wanna click that join button right below this video and become a member of this channel, you would of course be doing me a huge favor and you would be showing support for the Scuttlebutt show. You get member benefits as well whenever I upload videos that you get early access to. As well as a 10% discount to the online store where new merch is coming and comes out regularly. So we've got tons of merch over there that you can check out at scuttlebuttshow.com. And uh, with all that being said, let's see, went from PS to Xbox. Harry Lime Pie with a $3 super chat and a cat emoji. Thank you very much. Wow. Thank you. That just made my day. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate that a lot. Perfect sign-off gift right there. A $3 super chat. I love it. Thank you so much. I uh, I appreciate you guys. I'll be back with Battlefield 4 probably in a few minutes. Give me 10 or 15 minutes to get that going. And with all that being said, I was sorry about the shaky camera right there. I will talk to you guys very soon. And that's the scuttlebutt.